You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle, and entertainment. Hello everyone, you are listening to the Metal and High Heels podcast. My name is Steffi and I'm here with Kiki. Hey everybody. Yay, good to have you back. So, today's our topic, Within Temptation, another band special we will make, we are going to make, and um, yeah, we will talk about um, their, their history, the band itself, um, I think Sharon, of course, <laughs> the lead singer, and yeah, our personal opinions about music videos and albums and live shows and so on, everything about Within Temptation. Show notes uh, with links to everything we mentioned during the show you can find um, under metal and highheelscom slash podcast 45. Uh, what? For, uh, 54. What is the word? <laughs> It's the other way around. It's the 54th episode. So this is metal and highheelscom slash podcast 54. Thank you. <laughs> just, just spell the number. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, that's the that's the German logic of uh, reading numbers for some reason. But yes, uh, yes thank you, Steffi, for introducing us to today's episode. Um, I look forward to talking about this band. I don't know why it has a very special place in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yes, so it's um, also mine because it was one of the very or maybe the very first band um, I listened in metal genre. Uh, for me, that time it really? wasn't metal at all because I, yeah, because I listened to the ballads first, like what was it, memories in somewhere and that stuff. And yeah, well, it's not that classical metal, <laughs> you know. But um, yeah, well, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just very cheesy and soft and a metal ballad is very very pathetic. <laughs> okay, so before we start talking about the band and the albums, uh Steffi, tell us your story. How did you start listening to Within Temptation? How did you get to know the band? That's uh, similar to our Way to Metal podcast, <laughs> I think, because uh, that's a YouTube story I already told. Um, I uh, searched for a song uh, from a musical Cats, Memories, because I played it on piano. It was uh, yeah my task of piano lessons, you can call it like that. And so with Notation also did a song called memories and youtube said hey that's that's the same <laughs> listen to that and so i clicked it on and i fell in love with the music video it's a very beautiful one that yeah very classical i would say today uh with that old house with uh, lots of history and some ghosts and something like that and a singer with a very beautiful dress and makeup and 
yeah, very girly, <laughs> but beautiful <laughs> and mysteric and yeah. I I loved that whole setting and in combination with the music, it felt like a little um, dramatic fairy tale. Maybe I I can describe something like that. And so little Steffi felt in love with that style. <laughs> that was my way to to the band. And wow. so um, yeah, so. I, Uh, search for some more stuff like that and then I found um, uh, songs like uh, Somewhere, also a very soft ballad and um, later like Mother Earth the, the folky flute part in the intro was yeah uh, was um, something I really enjoyed that style of music And yeah, so it developed more and more. I discovered more songs like then. Later, um, later I listened to um, yeah, Mother Earth was the first album I listened to. And yeah, later it was uh, like, or I um, looked, or I got new and different favorite bands like don't know, like Nightwish and Epica and that stuff, and someone. I forgot Wooden Temptation a little bit mm -hmm. and it was always in my mind as my mm, be beginner drug <laughs> let me say it like that and I, th and I thought um, okay yeah um, my, my teenage me liked that music but someone I couldn't imagine that the 20 year old Steffi still like it and so I I don't know I never listened to it because I thought it's too too pathetic and too many cliches and too girly. Mm, well, not, not heavy enough at all, I would say. Okay. But somehow, I have no idea why and when, <laughs> but then I listened to um, The Unforgiving again when that was released. And... Yeah, I, I discovered the back and that pathetic stuff, very bombastic and yeah, that pathetic. It's still, <laughs> that is the word in my mind to describe it, um, bombastic and pathetic somewhere at some parts. I think that got lost somewhere because at uh, Unforgiving it got more modern the music yeah. and so I um, discovered it back but now I'm already in, <laughs> in the band history so <laughs> I stop uh, telling you uh, my my way to the invitation and maybe you can tell us what or how you discovered the band sure it was um, ages ago when I still lived here in Ecuador <laughs> before I moved to Germany and I think it was like the last year I was here and um, so it must have been 2006 or 7 and I remember I was at my school at I don't think I went there anymore I, I don't think I went to school there anymore but I was at an event uh of some sort and there was uh, I think it was some kind of music festival and 
a band played. I was leaving already. I was leaving this music festival. And just as I was going away, going out of the school, I listened to this amazing song that was being performed by this kid's choir and uh, a singer. And um, I don't remember much, but it was Mother Earth. And I loved it. And I remember like looking back and staying so that I could... Um, so that I could, I don't know, remember some of the some of the lyrics that they were singing, and then Google it after. So then after that, I googled the lyrics, and within Temptation came up, and I was like, "Wow, this song is so amazing!" And uh, shortly after, for my going at my going away party, um, when I was uh, moving to Germany, one of my friends. Um, gave me a present and it was uh the within temptation cd i i don't remember if it was mother earth or no it was the silent force yeah it was the silent force and that's how i discovered the band then i moved to germany and shortly after i was i was in germany for a few months and i saw that they were playing nearby in a city nearby. So I uh, convinced a friend to go with me. And it was super funny because that was my first concert in Germany. And so we went there super early. We had to go by train like an hour and a half to Stuttgart. And there, there we got to the venue and there was already like 10 people waiting at the, at the door because we were so super early. <laughs> so we decided to uh, go for an ice cream <clears throat> at, a, at, a, at a coffee place nearby, or at an ice cream place nearby, near the venue. And we were sitting there, and it was just like around the, the, the venue, like in the backside of the venue or something like that. And we were sitting there, my friend and I, and suddenly I see... Um, <laughs> suddenly I see I see a familiar face and I was like where do I know this guy from and he was uh, walking with uh with a little girl with a little kid and and an older woman and then I realized that was Robert and behind him Sharon was running towards them and I was like oh my god it's them and I and I was super starstruck and I couldn't say anything. And my friend had to ask them for me because I wanted a picture with them so badly. And I couldn't say a word. <laughs> and um, then we took the picture and it was amazing because they were so nice to us. And, and Sharon was super nice to us. And, and she put her arm around me and I was like, ah, smiling. And yeah, and that was really, really cool. And then after that, of course, we saw them live. Um, I think I've talked about this uh, on the about this concert on the Delane episode because that was the first time I saw and listened to Delane. They were um, they were opening for that tour for that Within Temptation tour, and um, yeah, well, and then and then Within Temptation played, and it was amazing. And I I was like on the third row because I really. I was fangirling out like bad, bad. <laughs> and I went to the front. Uh, I was like, um, yeah, like in the third row. And the girl that was standing in front of me 
I think Sharon gave her her hand, like touched her hand, and the girl fainted. And her boyfriend had to drag her out. And so I was suddenly in the second row and I could see Sharon even better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was such a cool concert too. Um, it was 2007, so they were touring with The Heart of Everything. And um, yeah, and so since then I was even more of a fan of Within Temptation. But that's how I, how I got to know them. Like for because of a weird coincidence at school. Um, yes. Um, the that's that's that was the first time that I saw that I saw them live, and I don't think that I have seen them live um, many times after. But I did, uh, or we did, see them at a. Or were they, were they? No, they weren't playing at the Metal Female Voices Fest, but Sharon was playing with Delane. Yeah, that's how it happened, I think. Sharon was doing a guest appearance on a Delane show at Metal Female Voices Fest, and we were able to catch uh, Sharon the adult for a little bit and interview her. So I'm going to put that link in the show notes to the video, um, to the video interview we had with Sharon from Within Temptation. Yes. So just to remind you, you can find the show notes at metal-n-highheels.com slash podcast 54. Yes. Thank you. So what do you prefer? Want to go through the album history or talking about the live shows? Because that was your last topic. Mm, let's do the albums. Okay. So it started in 1997 with Enter. Enter was a gothic metal album. Very dark, very mysterious. I remember the dance, which is almost a creepy, <laughs> kind of creepy song. Um, very atmospheric. But in my ears, that's... Um, Not with Intonation, which is uh, today. It was a debut album, very interesting, but already the next album was, uh, I think, different, very different. So they switched um, to the symphonic metal, symphonic rock genre, and left the gothic scene. What do you think about the album, Kiki? I I like Restless, the first song on the album. I like that song very much. And yeah, I think it was it was a good beginning though. They were still finding themselves and their style, but um but it is is a good debut album with eight very long tracks or most of them are long. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's only one three minute and something song and all of them, all of the rest are four minutes and, well, no, there's a three, three minute, 40 uh, seconds long song. The other one is four minutes, 30 seconds long. And then they are all upwards of five, uh, or five minutes. So it's, 
it's something um I think back then they didn't really care about <laughs> uh, going on the uh, being played on the radio or um I don't know appealing to an audience specifically I think they just they were just experimenting with their art and yeah and going for it Restless is a very nice song that would be my favorite on the on the album What about you Shafi To be honest, I have nothing in mind yet, uh, so no melody or something. Uh, can cannot tell you. <laughs> It's just like the whole album. I didn't listen to it very often. It was just uh, not very often. <laughs> so cannot tell you. Sure. Just remember that um, unwritten temptation style. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I, mean, I it already was, say uh, it's quite different. Yes, but I mean, it was also 1997, so that was like the spirit of the time. Hmm. A lot of bands, yeah, maybe. A lot of because bands of that, that were doing gothic movement. Yeah, exactly. It was it was a high age for the gothic metal movement, and. And a lot of bands that started back then and were doing gothic metal back then have evolved to do something else now, as is the case for Alexandria, for example. So, um, yeah, I think it was also natural for Within Temptation to start there and there and then go somewhere else. Yeah, that's true. Yes, and so we jump to... 2000 mm -hmm. yeah and that was yeah I think for me it's that uh, you can better describe as the first album of with notation <laughs> because that there they uh, find their um, their style and like like ice cream for example that's um, still yeah an evergreen song I would say I still play it um, today on concerts, on gigs, at gigs. And, yeah. Yeah, I mean, those were the hits that made it famous, so it's it's logical that they do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, right, the first hits. That's a good description. Yeah, that was their breakthrough, what launched them to fame. <laughs> mm-hmm. It still has that uh, mysterious feeling, I would say. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, like the intro of Mother Earth. That is something um, what was already on Enter, but the songs got more, got more catchy and, yeah, sing-along style. Mm -hmm. Easier to listen, I would say. Do you have a favorite on that one? Um, I think I would say Mother Earth. But the album also has beautiful songs like Deceiver of Fools and The Promise, which I also really like. Um, yeah. Wow, I'm just going through this, through this uh, track list and... 
Dark Wings was also a great song. <laughs> I don't listen to this in me. So, so you like the whole album? <laughs> Sounds like. Yeah, it is a great album. Caged is also a cool song. Okay, Mother Earth had 10 tracks and they were all upwards of four minutes. Yes. And um, I would, yeah, I I think Mother Earth is my favorite on that album. And Ice Queen is yours? Mm. Or Odyssey of Fools. Not sure about it. <laughs> But I remember a very beautiful version of, or acoustic version of Ice Queen. And if you ask me for that, I would say <laughs> the acoustic version of Ice Cream. They played it, um, I saw them last year, mm -hmm. in November, in Cologne, and they played it. And it was so amazing. <laughs> Just acoustic guitar and voice, and that, oh, that was great. Very, very good version of it. Yeah, yeah, I know that one. All right, so then we jump to... 2004, The Silent Force. The Silent Force. Yay. Wow, yeah, another great album. That's, I think, very special at from Rhythm Notation that all these three albums, Mother Earth, The Silent Force, The Heart of Everything, the next one, they just made three so... Wow. I would all I would call all of them a milestone in the genre and that is uh, that is something not many bands ever did before <laughs> could reach that success. That is true. There's 11 tracks on this album and I also see many of the many of my favorites or or many songs that I really like like uh Jillian And uh, somewhere, obviously, Stand My Ground. Stand My Ground had a great video as well. And Sharon was always wearing these amazing dresses, very long and puffy dresses. <laughs> <laughs> That was really cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, something I always... Um, something I always connect with, with Implantation, because Sharon wore so many stunning dresses on stage and music videos. It's very typical. Yeah, I always wanted to wear some huge dress like that on stage <laughs> because of Sharon. Because of that, that <laughs> um, yeah, that part of, of the band history. She sadly doesn't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Because, well, the music has changed as well. But we will get to that. Right now, I am trying to decide which uh, which song from the Silent Force would be my my favorite. Do you have a favorite already, Steffi? Hmm, hard. I think it's uh, "See Who I Am." <laughs> it's just very very catchy melody. I just have to read the title, and it's and you start singing it in your head already. <laughs> I, I know. Yes. <laughs> I think I well, it's the same uh, with um, It's a Fear. It's the same. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Catch a melody. Yes, totally. But I think I would have to go with Memories. 
Hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. It is a very beautiful song. And they also did three different videos for the album, for Stand My Ground, Memories and Angels. Do you have a video you prefer? Remind me of the videos. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> uh, Stand My Ground is... Um, the one in the building. Um, shot in a town scenery, yeah. Looks like a cathedral, maybe. Yeah, building, yeah, yeah. but also town, town scenery, and lots of rain and flooding and yeah, water, <laughs> wet musicians, and memories is the one with um, white dresses in an old mysterious house with some ghosts of the past. <laughs> and oh, it's angels the one with the is. The Sorry? It's not the one with the ballerina. Mm, no. No. I think that's all, all I need you yeah. think about. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but yeah. And the other music video for that album is Angels. And that's. I remember that one, the one in, in the, the desert. desert with a. Bar. Yes, with a motorbike and... I don't like that angels. one at all. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it has a aggressive and depressing <laughs> feeling because of that very, very serious topic it deals with. I think it's about abuse and kidnapping and... Um, Not that nice. <laughs> hmm? Really? I didn't know that. I think so. Or that is just the way I always interpret the <laughs> the video. <laughs> But yeah. Yeah, I think it's quite obviously. That's about yeah, sure, it's it's kidnapping. It's a kidnapping and abusing scenery. Okay. <laughs> No, I've never <laughs> seen that. We can look okay. it up later <laughs> um, to refresh. No, I didn't like the video refresh of because it was just so unlike them. It was like, yeah. The Angels video? It was not like, like the others, like, you know, like goth and and beautiful. It was like, I don't know. Like super modern rock star, I don't know. Mm, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I would not call it a super modern rock star, but yeah, it left that gothic part way. That's true. We can go to the heart of everything. The heart of everything is, I think, one of my favorite Within Temptation albums. It was also a bit of a... Uh, the heart of everything is the heart of... Um, with invitations, everything, music, <laughs> releases. <laughs> okay, just a, just a very bad joke. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, I think it was also a bit of an evolution more into the symphonic metal 
direction. It's just an amazing album. They, there are so many great songs on here. And I mean, it might be more special to me because that was also the, um, the moment in their band history where I, where I got to Within Temptation, where I discovered them, when I, when I started listening to them, when I saw them live for the first time. Um, so The Heart of Everything is a very special one for me. Um, an album that I really, really like. I like the cover as well because it's it's different from the ones before where it's it's more modern it's it's better better made in my opinion with um Sharon dressed all in white holding a pigeon in one hand and I don't know some other stuff what do you think about it Steffi once again a milestone maybe the milestone because if I look at the track list um, yeah lots of lots of hits they put on that one or they created for that one and yeah they're um, I think that defined their style once again or just even more because it's very symphonic like um, I remember Hand of Sorrow with a very bombastic part or um, Truth Beneath the Rose yes. is also very uh, symphonic The Cross is such a beautiful song which one? The Cross? The Cross hmm I don't know. The cross and all I need. Yeah, all I and need. And the howling is ah. also amazing. And our solemn hour is also very good. And of course, we cannot forget what have you done. Yeah, I think they still play it at every every gig. <laughs> they play that one. Yeah, I think that strikes me as a little weird, though. Do they still play the uh, the video? No, I think that didn't. They didn't do that in, in autumn last year. It was more like the lyrics or something. If I have it right in mind, but I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. Not sure of that. Because I think they. So I think they just had the playback of the male vocals and the lyrics of them in the background instead of the the music video. Okay. Yeah, that's that's the the weird part because um the guest vocals, the the male vocals are sung by then Keith Caputo, who is now um Mina Caputo. And um, and so it's weird that they still play, you know, a song of a person that transitioned from um, from male to female, and they still play their male vocals. You know, I don't know. It's like it's it's really weird to me. Yeah, I can, can understand. 
I wonder what uh, she, Mina, what she, what's her opinion about that? But I'm pretty sure that um, that the band that was on rotation asked before they did so, some stuff like that. So hopefully uh, yeah, she's really fine with it, <laughs> with um, yeah, showing her her past. Yes, but it is a great song anyway, and um, yeah, I'm struggling to pick to pick a favorite from the heart. Of But I think I'm going to go with the cross because it's just so touching and different from all of the, from everything else that with interpretation has done, I think. Do you have a favorite show? <laughs> Can't tell you. I would say all I need is the song I'm still listening to quite often. Or not quite often, but um, the most comparing with the other songs but if I just look at the track list I cannot pick a favorite also the howling is, is amazing so hmm. choose the whole album yeah. <laughs> that's easier all of them <laughs> I just like if I can sing along with songs I really enjoy and that's possible by with invitation I mean, yeah, of course, it's very high. I can't, I don't would like to say that it's it's good listening what I do, but uh, just in theory, <laughs> it's possible to um, to enjoy the music even more by singing along with it, and that's possible for all yeah. of the songs. That is why I like <laughs> this album so much. <laughs> yeah. Do a cover version of one of the songs. <laughs> you are a good singer, so please. <laughs> Would be interesting. Oh, I, I did. Ten years ago with my band, I we played Ice Queen and um, All I Need. Oh. Play those live. Do you have a video? <laughs> you can link it. No, sadly, no. Oh, how sad. Yes. For me, it's a good thing that there's no video. Great <laughs> <laughs> special concert. Um, yes. So after that, we go to the Black Symphony, and this is such an amazing piece of art. It was oh, a wait, great wait, show. Wait. Um, <laughs> I still have to say something about the head of everything, because uh, just today oh. I learned that three of the songs are inspired by movies. And so Final Destination is, in fact, inspired by the movie Final Destination. And um, The Head of Everything by, by Braveheart, the, the Scottish hero William Wallace, the movie about him. Yeah. And what else? I think The Truth Beneath the Rose is uh, deals with The Da Vinci Code by Dan Brown. Also... Yeah, it's a novel and a movie. And yeah, yeah. just learned that today. <laughs> Want to share your note, uh, my knowledge about that? Oh, that was uh, quite interesting. Yes, a little piece of trivia. Cool. So can we now go to the DVD because this is just so great? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, please. 
go on. Can't wait to talk about Black Symphony because it was an amazing show. The day um, that DVD was released, I ran into the store and got it and was just so amazed by <laughs> by it. it. It's just so, so amazing. And, well, for you out there who haven't watched it or don't know what <laughs> Within Temptations Black Symphony is, it was a very big production that they that they uh, put on with the uh, Metropole Orchestra from um, Amsterdam or from the Netherlands anyway, where, where the band is also from, obviously. And it was huge. It was so amazing. They also had these... these really great guest uh, guest singers, guest musicians um, on stage with them. Sharon had amazing dresses. It was more than one. And it was just so... Was it more than one? I don't even remember correctly. But it was this huge black dress with feathers that was, that was so beautiful. So they, they released um, Black Symphony in 2008. And and I want to watch it now. Damn it. But it's in Germany. <laughs> yeah, you can find it, I think, on YouTube. I'm pretty sure. I'll just pass of it. Probably, yes. Yeah, but, well, they played an, an overture. And after that, um, Jillian... The Howling, Stand My Ground, The Cross, which I just mentioned as being one of my favorite uh, Within Temptation songs. Um, yeah, what have you done? So a lot of a lot of the heart of everything. And somewhere with uh, Anneke van Giersbergen, it was that is such an amazing version of the song, and the Swan Song and Memories and. Our Solemn Hour, that's such a great song as well. Um, yeah, and obviously Mother Earth. And they also played Deceiver of Fools, though. And All I Need and Ice Queen. Yeah, they closed with Ice Queen. So this was just, this is just so great. <laughs> I must watch the scene. You yet. love it. I love it. Yes, I so love it. It was just, it was just so such a such a beautiful mixture of 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 things I loved. I mean, I love crossovers, and and that's why I love symphonic metal so much because it it combines these orchestra instruments and sounds and and it puts the heavy power behind it and to see that exactly that mix performed live like a, a huge orchestra and choir with this band that 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 rocked so much it was just so amazing by then i was already studying um musicology in at at university and and so i, I think i could i could understand it much better as well so it's It's just struck me as 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 beautiful, and I, and I still love it. Eleven years later, yeah. <laughs> Good. I have to say, I never watched it um, in a whole movie. 
or something, just like mm -hmm. the separated songs on YouTube. <laughs> so I know it is there. But yeah, it's it, it was a breath, breathtaking show because, uh, have you already told, it's such a big production and the costumes and the crier and the orchestra in the background. And it was just like, what the fuck? How big can you do an oh, um, a concert? It was just like, um, yeah, I think they, or it's hard to, to go even further. It's hard to, to top that one. Was very romantic, yes. and just yes. um, yeah, worth worth um, the um, the music. I'm always a little bit disappointed of live shows of symphonic metal bands because it's of course it's playback or keyboards. Um, yeah, it's quite obviously that they cannot that a band cannot do with an orchestra. Also, if they um, recorded the album with one. But that production was just like, okay, my dreams come true. And they just realized to do symphonic metal live with the orchestra, with the choir, which is um, in, on the other albums or other gigs is always just playback. And that's just yes. yeah, true. <laughs> Yes. And um, yeah, real, real front of the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally um, a sad thing <laughs> because because it just it was just it would just be too expensive to travel with a whole orchestra to tour with a whole yeah, sure. with a whole orchestra. But I think it's worth it to put a one big show and and record it like that. I think it was a, a great thing to do. Um, For them, and it was also a thing of the times, because uh, Black Symphony, the show uh, or or the DVD was recorded um, on February seventh, uh, two thousand and eight, and I'm sad that that was not a DVD. But it was it was a thing of the time. So ten years ago, eleven years ago, it was a thing for uh, symphonic metal bands to want to perform <laughs> with with huge orchestras, and it was beautiful. I would love for that to come back. Well, I mean, Epica does that every time they, <laughs> they, they or or not every time, but they did that for their retrospect show in a smaller uh, version as well. But uh, well, you can listen to everything we love about Epica on our Epica band special of the podcast I'm going to put uh, the link to that episode in the show notes as well if you haven't um, listen to that and uh, it's also probably wherever you are, you are listening to us now if you're listening to us on Spotify or on the podcast uh, app on iTunes or, or, or wherever you're listening to us right now you can just look for our uh, Epica episode and also don't forget to subscribe because we do these uh, band specials uh, now and then and just like right now Uh, Pia was not uh, part of our Epica episode because, well, she doesn't like the band. <laughs> <laughs> with Intemptation, uh, uh, she doesn't um, dislike with Intemptation as much as she dislikes Epica, but uh, she did say she was she had never been a very big fan. So um, 
so she she couldn't be part of this one either. But that's just fine. We miss her, but we will have her on the next um, episode. And which will be the last one, the last we record with me here overseas in Ecuador. Um, and after that, I'm going to be back home in Dortmund um, on September 1st. So there we will have, of course, many more uh, podcast episodes all together again from the same time zone, which will be mm -hmm. much easier to manage. <laughs> yeah, but uh, going back to the topic, Black Symphony, um, which would you say is your favorite song, Sheffy? Can you, I mean, can you even choose? I, to be honest, I do not want to pick a song of that because it is just a performance at all. And so um, I'm not willing <laughs> to pick a song because I just see that uh, live show as a, yeah, as one big, big art performance. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. But I will say that somewhere with Anneke is it's just so amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm going to add one. Because of Anneke or because of the song? <laughs> the song is great already and Anneke just makes it, makes it way better. Okay, so um, the next release they did was another live uh, DVD. It's called An Acoustic Night at the Theater. And I have to say, I never watched this one. <laughs> Even not uh, just a few songs. It's just like, I know it's there, but well, never watched. <laughs> no reason why. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, really. I mean, it was it was a cool thing um, that they did, you know, after this huge production of um, Black Symphony. They wanted to take that on the road, but how could they take that on the road? They did a very small version uh, with acoustic um, instruments and they toured theaters. And that was really cool. I mean, it must have been cool. I didn't go to a show and I also didn't watch the... <laughs> Is it a DVD? Isn't just a, a live album? Yes, you're right. It's an album, not a DVD. Yeah, it's only an album. It's only a recording. But they did tour with that. I remember that. And um, and for me, it was just like, I don't know, like a bad version of Black Symphony. <laughs> Well, not bad, but like, you know, a low budget version of Black Symphony. Small. So, um, and it was, yeah. and it's again, you know, somewhere with Anneke and, and stuff like that. The only new song that they, uh, that they released with that was Utopia. And that's a really nice song. That's, I would call it a pop song. <laughs> But yeah, a good one. I like it. It is a pop song and it's also um, very cheesy, as you said before. It's like very... I mean, it had, it, had a, it had a reason for that, I think, because the message behind Utopia is like this 
message of um you know we we should we should be better we should be better humans we should take care of our planet we should take care of each other and stuff like that if i remember correctly <laughs> and for that message to go to get to as many people as possible you know they had to do it like like mainstream and easy to digest i think i don't even know if that's the re the real reason for that but it would make some sense to me that way it's a good theory <laughs> i like right that's why it features chris jones who the hell is chris jones British singer-songwriter. Yeah. But anyway, going forward with um, within Temptation and within Temptation's history, Black Symphony was like the crowning of their symphonic metal times, of the of the road that they had gone from 97 when they released their first album to 2008 with Black Symphony, they put a crown on, on top of their of their art uh, until, until then. And then they took a very different direction. Yeah, that's true, definitely. Three years later, in 2011, they released The Unforgiving and that was totally different. Yeah, it's uh, very modern. It has a very modern sound, and they almost left that symphonic way. And mm, yeah, it was more like rock pop, alternative rock. Don't know <laughs> how to describe. Uh, still, there were many, many symphonic elements in it, I would say, especially in the ballads. And also Sharon's voice is just, it's just not a poppy voice. She always had has her very specific technique and very high voice. And songs like um, Fire and Ice are still very uh, cheesy. Well, not cheesy, but uh, um, Fire and Ice is a song, a ballad, I would say, which could have been released on... on Albums like The Head of Everything, that was the old rhythm temptation somehow. Oh, okay. But then songs like uh, Shinnit are very yeah, rocky and um, uh, how to describe it sounded a little bit like like for a dance hall. <laughs> You can, that you play it in a, in a club or something. I think also the music video um, is oh was um, has a setting in a club. For me, it was still with temptation, but yeah, how you how you um, already say it's different, and it was also the whole concept was. I would say very interesting because they did some short videos and had a had a biggest a bigger story a concept and also I think they released a comic book or something like that for the album to to tell a story. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. For me it was 
anew within Temptation, if anything. It was something very different what they did. And it was also another um another like bigger thing that that they that they did with the unforgiving it was not just another album it was a concept album it was it had the comic the films the comic am i talking stupid things now <laughs> my my head is that they always talked about releasing a comic it book. is a comic book yes um so wikipedia says the comic book of the same name was released simultaneously written by Stephen O'Connell and illustrated by Romano Molinar. Three related short films were released prior to the album. The first of which was Mother Maiden. Yes. Yes. Um, I also remember going to the store the day the album dropped and getting the album. And I was so excited because the singles that had been released before and these with, with these short films were just so amazing. Um, I really like the music and it, it is an album that I really like. Um, so it is a very different album from what they, from what with interpretation had done before, but it is a great album. I really love it. Um, and, and the whole, the whole thing, the whole, we're going in this new direction and to present you our new sound, we're doing also films and a comic book and it's a concept album. I think that was a great statement as well. They were like putting their foot down and saying, we don't care if you don't like, you don't like us anymore because we're doing something different, but we love it. And this is what we're doing. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, it's the beginning of a way they already go on, I would say, because like also Hydra, so the next album and the last one is... What's the name of the last one? Resist, of course. Ah, too bad. Um, I think they still go on this path of, um, yeah, come on, we are doing, uh, we left that typical symphonic way, gothic stuff, and want to do something more modern. But yeah, still symphonic elements and stuff like that. So I think that's also a reason why they got so big Of course, they also were a very famous band with the heart of everything. But um, this, this new style, the um, yeah, alternative rock or something, that is just, uh, you can play it in the radio, I would say. I've, I'm not sure if a song of the heart of everything or silent force, a radio would play. I don't think so, but on the unforgiving like Shinit, that's um, yeah, pretty sure you can do, and so you get even more listeners and fans you can generate. Probably I don't know. So for the um, success, I would say it was um, it was a good decision <laughs> to go that way, and at going back to the gothic. Yes. So they got two awards. They won the Loudwire Music Award for Rock Album of the Year and also uh, Buma Kultur, which is the uh, Dutch award for uh, great culture or big cultural acts. 
Yes, so it was a very successful album, and and rightfully so. I mean, I really, I really like it. Do you have a favorite from this album, Steffi? Let me see. Let me see, and let me think about it. <laughs> uh, Shot in the dark. I remember in a good way, but um, yeah, once again, had to had to choose. <laughs> also, at the edge cheesy stuff easy to listen to. yes that's a good one i mean there are a lot of very good uh, very good songs on this album but i think iron is my favorite hmm. Yay. yes i'm listening to it right now <laughs> nothing else about the unforgiving <laughs> no not for me but one question so you are still a fan Because I remember um, Pia, and she said that um, she just liked the early rhythm notation, yeah. and not yeah. Since the Unforgiving, um, she it's it's not her kind of music anymore. Not what she likes. But you're still a fan nowadays. Um, <laughs> you like the switching of no, style. No, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> The Unforgiving was the last album <laughs> by Within Temptation that I liked as a whole. That's where they lost me. Or or not not there, but Hydra. Hydra is where they lost me. The 2014 release was just not for me. Um, I mean, it has highlights like paradise with Tarya that was a great highlight i mean i don't know if it's like a if it is like a great song but it was a a, a collaboration that the whole fan community the whole symphonic metal female fronted symphonic metal fan community was waiting looking forward to this day and um it is great to see these two queens, Tarya and Sharon, singing together um, on stage as well. So I think that's like the good side of the of the whole album, honestly. That's the only good thing about the whole album. <laughs> okay. The collaboration with Exhibit was unexpected. And, and that was also a cool thing about this album. But other than that, I don't... It doesn't even ring a bell. I I I, I read through the track listing of Hydra right now and it's like what was it even? I think I listened to the I, I gave it a chance. I listened to the album um a few times and I don't even remember what these songs sound like. Okay. Do you like it? I like it. Yeah, I do. But um Yeah, it's different from the others, obviously. I like it, I don't know, for, for doing sports or something like that. Or just um, while cleaning up the room, I don't know. Because it's so easy and poppy. And um, has, I, th I would say it's, it's um, full of energy. And not that bombastic, a little bit laconic feeling somewhere. But it's um, it's easier, going straight forward, has a good melody, most of them. And um, I, I would say it's um, 
easy. <laughs> But not in a bad way for me. I like it just um, to listen to it in the background while doing stuff. <laughs> okay, that might be a good approach. I might maybe <laughs> give it a chance the next time I go to the gym or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think for that one, for that uh, case, it's my ears. It's pretty good and I like it. Enjoy it. I saw them live uh, when they were touring when they were when they were touring for this album for Hydra, and and I remember those um, the singles like like being fine in a live setting or or performed live, and yeah, that was it. But other than that, that is where where they lost me sadly really but i always keep keep i've always kept an eye on within temptation and i've always i've still i still get up with them and um and i've seen them live a couple of times and and that's it should we go to the next one <laughs> <laughs> we can do so yeah no you can keep talking about it if you like it <laughs> uh, Nothing special to about the album, just in general about the evolution of the band. But that we can do after Resist, <laughs> after the next one. Adju would like to talk about the the live DVD, another DVD, Let Us Burn, Elements and Hydra, live in concert. I didn't watch it, so I don't have much to tell about it. <laughs> I just remember very beautiful costumes I saw. Subway somehow. Really? I yeah. I don't remember it either. What really? <laughs> <laughs> really? I don't remember it either. I, I, I never watched it. I just remember it was announced like a huge thing. These this elements show. I think it was a huge thing. had no idea I didn't watch it but um, I remember a few very creative um, costumes of Sharon mm -hmm. and that is also that you saw the changing music also in her dresses because before it was just long and very classy and then it switched into shorter modern I don't know um, different More like uh, the the sexy way and not the classy. <laughs> I can maybe describe. I don't know. I don't think I see it that way because the huge dresses were sexy as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Sure. <laughs> But um, you know, sexy um, like shorter. <laughs> yeah, but she did a She did that before. She used to do that before as well. I remember seeing a concert of hers where she still wore a corset, but with a puffy mini skirt. So um, I think the the difference was the outfits became more modern. It was more, you know, um, leather and metal and and. I don't know, maybe uh, 
leggings with a with a skirt that wasn't puffy anymore. You know, it was more like slick, modern, goth metalhead. Um, I don't remember how they how what Sharon's stage outfit looked like when when they were touring for the Unforgiving, but lately, uh, yes, it's definitely gone very very modern, very almost futuristic. Mm. And I mean, uh, her style has also grown because she as a person has grown and they as a band have also grown older. <laughs> of course. They weren't very young when they had their breakthrough. So, um, I mean, that's only natural. It's, it's all fine. They're still... They're all still uh, gorgeous anyway. But Hydra in 2014 was the last new material they released before this year. So it was five years in between records. And then we're already at the Resist album that came out, came out early this year. And what do you think about that one, Steffi? Hmm, like <laughs> it's not um, something like a milestone for me but uh, it's a good one I listened to it more than once <laughs> and hmm, yeah what to say I think it's quite interesting I also because also I read some um, background information about it, about the writing process and something. And they told that this album is their um, interpretation of some modern pop songs, which they listened in the radio. And they, yeah, they were inspired by pop songs and not like, I don't know, soundtracks like Nightwish or something. Yeah. That was interesting that they go the other way to do probably songs heavier and not like, yeah, okay, doing soundtracks heavier is maybe not that different. But um, yeah, I think um, you can listen it in the material that they had some very well easy ideas I don't know but the baseline is always very very straight and yeah it's not progressive metal <laughs> that's true I think um, well that makes sense as well because while while they were performing before releasing uh, Resist I remember that Within Temptation used to play covers live and they, I don't know if they released them. I don't think they released them, but um, they played Lana Del Rey, Lana Del Rey live. Mm, they did. They did. it. Remember which one? Yeah, the, the Q sessions. It's called Q Music Sessions. They released some um, cover versions like... Um, David Getter and Adele and yeah, <laughs> the boring <laughs> music stuff <laughs> they covered. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so that makes sense. That's what I wanted to say. Um, I did listen to Resist 
a few times. It still didn't. I still don't like the whole album, like like I did with the with the older within Temptation albums. But there is, I like the concept, and I like the topics, and I like the singles. <laughs> I really like The Reckoning. I really love <laughs> Raise Your Banner. Those two are in my... Um, I've been listening to those two in my uh, playlists that I listen to every day these days. Uh, but that's it. Uh, but I mean, it's better, you know? It's better than Hydra. With Hydra, I I liked 0 out of 10. With Resist, I like 2 out of 10. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay well before i used to like nine out of ten or ten out of ten i mean you know what i mean i just yeah i also prefer resist um before before i i prefer resist but um and not hydra because if i just look at the playlist there or the tracklist it's Mm, I would say I almost like every of these songs and I listen to it very often, that one, that album. Mm. It's very... I would say I like I like every song, yeah. There's nothing for me would I say that's, that's a weak one or it's, I don't know, has no special meaning for me. Or not, not meaning, like um, I don't like it. That's no. Trophy Hunter is a good one. Really? Check it out maybe once again. <laughs> It's really, really good. Yes. Also Mercy Mirror. I needed some, I don't know, I needed uh, two or three times to get into it, into the style. But then it was just like, yep, yep, that stays into my ear and I have to listen it again and again. Yeah. I will I will do that. I will try. I will try again with resist. <laughs> But I mean, um <laughs> uh I, I I like them more than before. And I I think we also have to talk about the the style, the development in the style, because as I was saying, Black Symphony was like the crowning of their symphonic metal phase. And then The Unforgiving was very different, but still had some orchestral parts. And then Hydra, as I said, I don't remember at all, but Resist is completely modern. It's like with a lot of synth uh, synth synthesizer sounds and a lot of electro sounds. And it's like a reinvention of Within Temptation? Or is there any orchestra in some of the Resist songs, Steffi? Mm -hmm. Not that, obviously. Hmm. Yeah, it's not so, that note. It has still something bombastic, but it's not as obviously as have everything or something. That's not. That time's over. <laughs> Um, yeah, Sharon was, I think, or she almost quit doing music with, with Temptation because she felt 
empty or something she wrote and um, it was just like okay I have no more ideas I have no inspiration anymore for doing more music mm -hmm. and um, she before recording resist she had I think a break of one year or something and recorded my indigo and that was um, <laughs> nothing but metal just like um, indie pop to get some new inspiration and yeah just explore her different different sides and yeah aspects whatever I also saw some videos where she um took part of a Dutch television show. Mm -hmm. It just looked very, very popular and had just nothing to do with metal anyway. Very mainstream. And that was already so, okay, yeah, um, interesting. <laughs> She's not that metalhead who says, oh, just metal is the one and true and something and everything else is shit. So she is very more, much more tolerant, I would say, and open-minded to other styles of music. And so she recorded that album, my um, my Indigo, mm -hmm. and then there she found some new energy to record Resist, and because she had some new input and inspiration. And could say, okay, I can keep going that on. Um, so I think she also said that Within Notation would be dead now if she hadn't that break and doing something else, other stuff. Yeah. And so, yeah, the whole Within Temptation tr um, albums tracklist is, uh, I think, also a very interesting personal journey of the band members and. Yeah, Sharon, <laughs> which um, I, uh, she wrote, I think, all of the songs or just most of the of the songs. She's co-writer. So, yeah. Yes. So we're grateful. Interesting journey of a, of a character. Yeah. <laughs> And so we are grateful that she did her stuff with my Indigo, which I never listened to. <laughs> um so that there could be resist, so that there could be more within temptation for us to listen to. And as we get to the end of the, of the show, I think, I'm thinking right now, um, I think as musicians and as people, they are very, very cool very down to earth, very, or at least they show themselves that way as well in, in this world of social media where we can stay in touch and watch our <laughs> idols every move almost. Um, so I think, I think that's really cool. And I like them because of that as well. I think also it's, It's uh, a lot of merit to uh, be a successful band and touring a lot and having three kids. <laughs> Or like Sharon, right? Yeah, Because, that's also... Yeah, and I remember um, 
I think it's also admirable that uh, Robert was the one to step back from the band to stay at home with the kids so that Sharon could um, could stay the front woman of this band that she's always been and uh, tour the world. And I mean, as far as I know, Robert is still very involved in the in the songwriting process. And mm-hmm. I think he just stepped into the background and for managing and songwriting. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. So I think that's uh, really cool. Um, I mean, they're not the only ones that do this, but because Annika, for example, um, that's also another power couple of the industry because Annika and her husband are on the road a lot because her husband is the he's a drummer and he's also her manager and um in a way and well i think they they took their son on the road with them a lot which is another way of dealing with that uh but i mean that's one kid and the westerholds have three that's like a lot more <laughs> um <laughs> yeah yeah anyway i think Within Temptation is also a, a great live band. They perform well, well together and they're also quite charming. Um, I remember uh, seeing videos, live videos of Within Temptation where Sharon forgets the lyrics and her reaction is just so so natural, <laughs> funny and, 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 and charming and sweet. So I like her a lot about um, for that. Uh, she's not uh the best singer or she's not one of the best singers in the genre but she is a great performer and yeah i was just watching uh, a video clip because we are recording on saturday august 3rd um the vacan weekend and i was just watching a youtube video of uh the reckoning live at vacan i think yesterday and Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I don't know. Sharon sounded like very like she was like she was putting a lot of effort into that and um I don't know why but the the set they have going on uh, on stage right now with uh, some kind of weird uh, bubble like this interplanetary or whatever bubble in the middle of the stage or somewhere where she steps into and, or something like that. I don't know. I think that distances her from the audience a little bit. She's not as, as, as easy to reach or, or to connect with, so to speak. Um, the stage outfit is also kind of wonky. I don't know. So it was, it was weird to watch that clip, but, uh, And also she, uh, I don't know, she sounded, uh, like I said, as l- like she was putting a lot of effort into singing. Um, but then again, I also remember a clip from another festival uh, where Tarja came on this weird stage that I was just describing uh, to sing what ab- uh, Paradise, What About Us? with uh, with her with Sharon and Sharon didn't notice that she that she had come 
onto the stage and suddenly she turns around and sees her <laughs> like it was like a little like jumped you know like scared for a second and and both laughed and hugged on the stage and then they kept singing and, and that was so sweet so <laughs> that makes up for uh, all, for everything <laughs> yeah, else that sounds cute yeah <laughs> great yeah i do not like if she does that high-pitched notes live on on the records it's everything's fine and could be very beautiful but live it's just oh please please don't do that yeah <laughs> because it, it's, it sounds very um very annoying and uh, well <laughs> thing is also a question of the the sound technique and mixing but well in the end, um, it's for me the result of singing that high-pitched notes. It's not that good. <laughs> Exhausting. Yeah, I agree with that. But all in all, within Temptation, our cool band. They have been a band since '96. How many years is that? 23? Uh, 23. Yeah, so 23. Um, yeah. They've been a band for 23 years and they keep rocking stages like Vacan, for example. So, um, so yeah, I would say Within Temptation is a cool band. Definitely in my top 10. And yeah, what else can we say? <laughs> <laughs> well, hmm, great show outfits, um, performances. I also enjoyed most of their um, music videos because most of them has a story behind it. It's not only a performing video. I, th I, oh, it's so boring if there's just a band performing somewhere song <laughs> that can be very very boring but within temptation has mostly a story behind the videos and i enjoy that very much and then in combination with sharon's yeah extraordinary outfits most of them are very very beautiful and yeah like um the video all i need is one of my really really evergreens Because it's so, wow, so so dreamy and has that artificial character and that's the one with the ballerina, wow. isn't it? It's just very <laughs> yes, exactly. It's a dream and inspired by by the movie The Cell. With lots of yeah, nightmares and dream motives. Wow. Also, I think the last videos weren't that good anymore. Like, Rachel Banner was... Hmm, that was not so extraordinary. But yeah, also on The Unforgiving, they did some good stuff. Well, but yeah, I like their videos. <laughs> Nothing more to yes. say. I just want to mention um, a very famous band, one of the most famous bands from the Netherlands. And I think that or reaching that goal in 
a subgenre like yeah in the beginning gothic metal now I don't know alternative symphonic rock something like that that's um, very interesting and also yeah somehow extraordinary I would say there are many bands who can who can got that way or go that way become and um, becoming um, still a metal band but a famous one and very successful and I wonder that they <laughs> that they made that <laughs> that way yes still okay but I think these were my last words <laughs> do you have any Kiki no that was it so you can subscribe on the Metal and Highest podcast on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts And how we already mentioned, the show notes for this episode are on metal-and-highest.com slash podcast. And you can follow us on social media like Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, of course, and YouTube. You can find all our interviews and stuff we made as a video. Yes, and uh, thank you so much for listening. Come back again. <laughs> listen to us uh, talk about <laughs> talk some more about um, other topics as well um, if this is the first episode you've, you've, you are listening to we have many other band specials we've talked about Epica, Delane, The Birthday Massacre and Leaves Eyes and many more Nightwish of course, Nightwish was a huge one oh, yeah. and yeah we also talk about politics and football and Anything else, <laughs> anything that is um, that is metal and that rocks. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much and um, tune in again soon. Bye-bye. Yeah.